0: <speaking in foreign language> okay, we are continuing now in uh, uh, the 11th uh, eleven canto, chapter three of Srimad Bhagavatam. You may remember that uh, in this chapter, uh, four questions are asked by King Nimi, and we're dealing with the first one, which is uh, being answered by Sri Antariksha. His question is, he wishes to learn about Maya, the illusory potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which bewilders even those who have Maya, Mayanam, the great mystics. And uh, he they, they makes a statement that uh, uh, that uh, he's just eager to hear more about the Lord. If you think maybe they haven't told him enough already in the previous chapter, he wants to hear more about the Lord. And also, he's uh, at least presenting himself as one who's worried about his future and wants to understand Maya. And clearly, the, the next question will be, Having understood maya, how do I get out and cross over it, even if I'm stupid? <laughs> yeah, that word is used there, the one is, of these is, uh, is gold intelligences. Uh, so this is his question now to ask about uh, about maya. And there's a very interesting uh, answer by Sri Ansharika, which goes from text, through text number uh, 16. Um, and so uh, just go just review a little bit. Uh, Antariksha says, Almighty uh, oh Armed King, by activating the material elements the primeval soul of all creation has sent forth all living beings and higher and lower species so that these conditioned souls can cultivate either sense gratification or ultimate liberation according to their desires mm-hmm. uh, this is a, a, a poetic verse Bhutatma the first line is a, a repetition of <laughs> uh, Bhutani means uh, uh, creatures Bhutatma is the super soul Mahabhuta the elements of the Mahatata, and then they, uh, they then they, they address the king as Mahabuja, sort of tying him in with everything. It means mighty arm, but the, the sounds are the same. And then I want to point out here that Swamatra atma Proceedaye for facilitating either matra uh, uh, sense gratification, matra uh, Proceedaye. Uh, the, the gratification of the senses or atma prasibaya uh, uh, self-realization that you can go either way uh, uh, and so you see in the purport their own swa indicates possession and they have two options Matra prasibaya and atma prasibaya those will be significant uh, uh, also later on explaining uh commentary of Jiba Goswami next next not next test but the uh, um uh, um one after that. So now we go to text four, huh? Avamsani ghutani. Uh uh. Pravishta pan shad to be Egada Dashadat Manam Vivajan Yushate Anan. So in this way, uh um uh, the su- well the, the translation is super soul enters the material bodies of the created beings activates the mind and senses and thus causes the conditioned soul to approach the three modes uh, of material nature for sense gratification so this is about the, the, uh, sense gratification uh, in this manner the uh, uh, Shristani Bhutani, the created beings, Pravishta, having entered, uh, uh, Atmanam, himself, the Lord here, having entered, Panchagatu Uh, that which is created by the five Datu. Datu uh, also is used in Ayurvedic. Datu just means stuff, substance. Uh. But here it refers to the five gross elements which make up our body, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Uh, uh, so he enters the the, the, the five. Ekada means one-fold. Uh, that is to say, Ekada, the, the one is the mind. Uh, 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 and, and here, as you see in the word-for-word, in the, in the one onefold as the overseer of the mind. Really, the the, the the super soul is always speaking here. He enters as the overseer of the mind, uh, as that which has been created by the five elements and Dashada, tenfold. That is to say, as the overseer of the five senses of perception, the five or, or, or organs of action. You know, they're talking about him because Atmanam himself. And Dibajan, dividing, that is, he appears within every living entity. Jushate, he engages, uh, and then in parentheses, he causes the individual soul to engage Gunan uh, with the material modes. So here, again, we pointed out before how the super soul is, is actually the actor in this, uh, this, this, this particular uh, account. Uh, make, uh, makes the super-soul the actor. And now, now to really uh, understand uh, the, the expression in here, uh, really the, 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 this is all a, a kind of very condensed version of what we find uh, in several places in the Bhagavatam, but the, the main one is Canto 3, Chapter 26, where Kapila Dave describes the fundamental principles of material nature and how things are created and um, and you'll we'll see that in this chapter there's a lot about how it's wound up which the whole creation process is just reversed it's it's just yeah you unwind, you wind up, <laughs> rewind, it's rewound you know, it goes backwards so what happens there, there, there's first of all there there appears the the Pradhana which is uh, the unmanifest undifferentiated state of Prakriti, it's called Nirvishesha, nothing is differentiated it's just it's just this primordial undifferentiated unmanifest uh, uh, later in this chapter it will be called Avyakta meaning unmanifest unmanifest state of Prakriti then it's activated by the Kala Shakti the time potency of, of the Lord which is called Virya Virya means potency and also means semen like we have the English word virile <laughs> uh, that comes from the same Sanskrit root uh, masculine potency virility uh, so uh, uh, so we. This is the glance of the Lord. That glance has in it the Kala Shakti, the energy of time. And also in that glance are all the conditioned souls entering into material nature. This is described quite explicitly in 3.26 as an act of, 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 of uh, a procreative union of the, the masculine Purusha Lord with the feminine Prakriti. Uh, when it's activated by the Kala Shakti, now the pradhana becomes mahatattva, becomes known as mahatattva. That's the difference between pradhana and mahatattva. Yeah. Then it says, and this is important, the Lord then situates himself within the creation two ways, antaha uh, internally and Bahi externally. Internally, it says purusha rupa the form of the Purusha, or the super-soul. Uh, and by the externally, Kalarupa, the form of time. So these are the two forms of the Lord that are inside internally read, manifest as the, the super-soul. And then, uh, the uh, mani- first thing that's manifest in the Mahatapra is the Vasudev state of pure consciousness. And then, Produced by the Bhagavad Virya, the potency of the Lord, the Mahatatra undergoes a transformation, and a appears in the Mahatatra. False ego. That's the that's the main thing that that shows up. In in the, in the Bhagavatam, the Prabhupada has a, a kind of interesting purport. Uh, 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 uh the, and text uh, uh, Canto, uh chapter 26 in the purported to text 23 and four about how this mahatma springs up I- 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 in, excuse me how the ahankara uh, appears uh, uh, proper rights, From the status of pure consciousness, the false ego is born because of misuse of independence. We cannot argue about why false ego arises from pure consciousness. Factually, there is always the chance that this will happen, and therefore, one has to be very careful. So, he makes that little point. We cannot argue why. We just don't get into that discussion, (laughs) because there's no end to it. But... But, uh, so that's what happens, there's this Vasudev state and then this Ahankara appears. Notice that this uh, appearance of Ahankara, out of which everything else evolves now, indicates that the whole creation is for the sake of the living entities. I mean, whose false ego is it going to be? The false ego for whom? It's for the living entities. and so then this, this ahankara divides into three ahankara in goodness and passion and in ignorance like karika taijasaha and tamasaha by the way there's a short summary of all this in the, in the purport to chapter to, in our, our chapter I think it's text number uh, yes 16 it, it's, it's all summarized there in, in the context of the winding up. And these terms are there, if you want to note them, by karika, tajya, tamasaha, false ego in goodness, passion, and ignorance. So from from false ego in goodness, uh, manasatattva, the principle of the mind, it uses this expression, manasatattva, the, the the primordial principle of the mind, also, in other accounts, uh, in the Bhagavatam, also the devas, that is to say the controlling system of the universe, also appear from, from, uh, false ego and goodness, but here they're just talking about the, the elements, this manasa, uh, that's mind, Um uh, and also, there's a controlling deity, just as there's Vasude for pure consciousness, uh, and the, the Lord of Tamasaha, uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, the Lord of false ego itself is Sankarshana, uh, uh, because the whole, basically, the whole creation is based on on, on false ego. And then, and then the, the presiding deity of the mind is Aniruda. Uh, then false ego and passion is pronounced is produced buddhi tattva the principle of intelligence and also the senses the indriya indriyani the indriya uh which are of two kinds the sense uh, the, the i you know i instead of using the word senses i i'd like to use the word instrument
1: uh
0: because because there's two kinds of indriyas one is the instruments of action they're called karma indriya, karma indria. the instruments of action, which are five. Uh, that is to say, um, for manipulation, we have our hands, and for our legs and feet, we have motion, locomotion. Uh, we have the tongue for making sound, and then the, the instruments f- uh, for uh, uh, reproduction and for evacuation of waste. Those are the five karma indriyas. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the jnanindriyas, for receiving knowledge. These are the traditional five senses of hearing, seeing, tasting, touching, and smelling. All that comes from false ego and passion, along with buddhi. It mentions here that the powers of action, uh, the kriya shakti, uh, or or, or the the, the senses of uh, the karmindriya, depend upon prana in other words the the, the 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 vital energy of the body it's it sustains and makes the, the kriya shakti or, or the, the uh, Karmindriya function and the powers of knowledge the Gyanindriya, the Jnana Shakti, depend on buddhi that's why that's 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 one reason why people wonder why the mind is in the mode of goodness and buddhi is in the motor. from comes from the of passion. When actually, buddhi in one sense is higher than the mind. But one reason is is that that, that, that the functions of buddhi uh, without uh, they, they 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 And remember, the the, the mind is also a sense. Uh, and so the 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 mind uh, thinks and feels and wills. In certain categories, and with certain interests, and with certain attention, and what are what we notice and what we don't notice, what we what's important to us and what's not important to us, that's all determined by buddhi. Um, uh, 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 and uh, so, its focus of attention and concern is, 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 is buddhi. So anyway, so, so from, from false ego and passion is, is the subtle element of uh, bhuti, tetra, and also these these two kinds of senses. And then when there's false ego in ignorance, and it's also bhagavad Virya is there, then what's first produced are, are the, the what's called the, what, uh, is the is shabda matram or shabdha-tan-matram, uh, the, the the subtle element sound, That's not any sound that you hear, but it's kind of sound as such. This word matram means just that. And the, these elements are called tanmatra, nothing but that. It's just shabda sort of as it's, as itself. It's a subtle element sound. And from this subtle element sound, uh, there develops nabha, ether or space, and that empowers the sense of hearing, makes the sense of hearing possible, because now you have some objects for the, the, the senses. And then there's further transformation. The transformation takes place by the addition of one a distinguished or distinctive characteristic. It's called a guna-vishesha, a particular quality. So that for 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 space, the guna-vishesha is shabda. And then you add one more sparsha, which is the objects of the sense of touch. Uh, and there's no good English word for this tactility because it's things like hardness, softness, roughness, smoothness. What all those things that are the object of the sense of touch, they're called in Sanskrit sh- sparsha, uh, and, and that's this tanmatra, the sparsha tanmatra, uh, and then. This this sense of uh, this object of the sense of touch, tactility, maybe you call it tactile sense, is is value there. And then you add one more uh, distinguishing characteristic, that is, say the the objects of the sense of sight, uh, of vision, that is to say, uh, uh, colors, forms, and so on. Then tejaha the gross element is, is fire then rasa tanmatra the, the, the collective essential subtle objects of the sense of taste and then uh, amba, water the gross form is water and then you add one more, gandha uh, the objects of the sense of, of, of odors or fragrances objects of the sense of smell and then you have prithivi, earth. So they, so that you add them up. Uh, uh, shabda has one guna vishesha. I mean, uh, uh, air, uh, space has one guna vishesha shabda. Air has shabda plus uh, uh, uh Fire has uh, shabda Sparsha and and, and, and Chakshu, a sense of. Uh, and then you add uh, rasa, and you have water then you have uh, four qualities and finally pretty the earth has all five um, and so they, they evolve in this way from subtle to gross it's the subtle tanmatra that produces the gross element and the other and when you and when things are rounded up you take them away one after another. other this will be described later on in this chapter that, that you have earth And by wind, the ganda is removed, and earth turns into water because not only has four, and then then taste is removed, and then boom, water turns into fire, Uh, and and so it goes. That'll be the the unwinding. Uh, So these are the these are the the uh, these are the the fundamental principles of 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 sankhya, Uh, that is to say. Uh, think of it this way uh, they're, first of all there are the subtle ahankara, buddhi and manas that's three uh, and then there's uh, there's twenty right? in other words five uh, 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 karmendrya uh, senses of action instruments of action five gyanendrya uh, instruments of uh, uh, perception and
1: uh,
0: So that's 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 ten, and then you have the 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 tanmatras, the five tanmatras, the objects of sense perception. That's five, and then you have the five gross elements. That's five. So that's four times five is twenty plus three, and then you add a few more sometimes. Huh? So sometimes the jiva is counted, sometimes the super soul is counted, sometimes chitta, contaminated consciousness, is counted and so on. But you start with these 23 and then so, so usually they say there's 26. But people have different ones they, they add to that. Some people count the three modes of material nature. This will be discussed how many of these numbers will uh, be discussed later on in the 11th canto when, when, uh, when Krishna is asked, uh, uh, philosophers say different numbers, how, what, which one is right. And, uh, and as it, and, and, and Krishna Basic says, says they're all right <laughs> because as every element contains all the others, uh, uh, they 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 all uh, are okay. And then he gives the one that he kind of likes best, which I think is 26, uh, includes a few more. But the ba- the basic elements of this is sankhya are these 23. Uh, and then you can add Mahatata or Pradana, or in the super soul the Jiva and get 26 or something, something like that, in different different ways. Okay. But you can look at the, the purport to 16, and these things are written down there. And if you want to know more, there's always Canto Three, Chapter 26, for all these uh, things here. So this, 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 so in this this particular verse. uh... Sri is just summarizing this thing, that the super-soul enters, this is his form as Purusha Lupa, enters the material body, he activates the mind and senses. These things are turned on by the Purusha. And therefore, the super, the, the conditioned souls can approach the Gunas, the Gunan, the material modes for sense gratification. Right? So that's what happens and uh, uh let's go on to text five you could uh, uh then text five begins with the same word. Gunaya gunan sabudjana. Atma prayodhai prabu. Manyamana ydamsam Atmanam you can subjugate. Uh the individual living being Uh, uh, the master of the material body in this verse he's called Prabhu (laughs) the individual living being the master of the material body the Prabhu uses his material senses which have been activated by the super soul to try to enjoy sense objects composed of the three modes of material nature thus he misidentifies the created material body with the unborn eternal self And becomes entangled in the illusory energy of the Lord. This verse puts it very nicely in the Sanskrit: Gunai gunan, uh, saha gunjanaha. He, the living being, enjoying uh, the modes by means of the modes. (laughs) So the modes, gunan, the sense objects, by means of what? The, The material senses, which are also made of the modes of nature, as we've seen. The mode, basically he's enjoying the modes of ignorance the products of the mode of ignorance by the products of the modes of passion so it's the modes engage with the modes right uh, Atma Prayoditahai he's being enlivened in this way to, uh, impelled in this way by the super soul uh, Prabhu thinking this the, the, the Prabhu Manyamana thinks idam this Shishnam this this created entity, the body, Atmanam, as his own self, and in this way, Sajjate, he becomes entangled. Uh, that's a very nice summary description. See, they're living entity, the What is he actually doing? Well, it's just the modes engaging with the modes. You know, he's not really there, but being impelled by the super soul, he identifies with the body, and then it thinks of himself as tabo. I am the enjoyer, I am the master, this is mine, this is my body, these are my sense objects, I have credit cards, and so on. <laughs> uh, 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 and in, in the purport it's, it's, it discusses this Prabhu, how the living entity is called Prabhu, uh, because he's a, yes, the, the, the Lord is the Prabhu, but the living entities are tiny Prabhus, <laughs> In the same way that the living entities are sometimes called Ishwara. He's, the, he's quoted from 15.5 uh, in the Gita. It is the, uh, the living entity is an Ishwara, the controller of his own body. Not really. The super soul is really doing it for him. But anyway, it feels like that. In other words, I think that I, I want to lift my right hand and I looked like, hey, it does it, right? But do you you know how you did it? You get get this desire somewhere in your subtle body, lift the right hand, the right hand's lifted. Can I tell you how I did it, how it went up?
1: I have no idea.
0: It it, it, it does it, And, and I can't tell you how it happened uh... that's actually the super soul who, who, who does it. Other super soul and some demigods and there's a whole team there making it happen uh... but not me uh, i really uh, don't do it so this is uh... this statement confirms it says the uh, purpose Swarmatram and atma procedure he uh... here in this uh... uh... The uh, commentary here wants to make the point that always the living entity has a choice. Karpod quotes this uh, statement by, I think it's Alexander Pope, man proposes, uh, God disposes. In other words, uh, we desire and then God fulfills our uh, desires. I want to point out there's a second purport in here. Sheila Jiva Goswami has given another explanation for this verse. And in this explanation, he takes the word Prabhu to mean the Supreme Lord. And the gunai, the the qualities with which he's engaged, uh, good qualities, uh, since guna can refer to the material modes of nature, or admirable qualities. Uh, We have the same uh, way of using the word quality in English. Uh, We can say someone has... Bad qualities or good qualities, but sometimes you see an advertisement. This is a quality. We make quality products, so the word quality just by itself means good quality. And sometimes it's called the pregnant sense of the term. I don't know why, but that's this expression. A good quality is a quality uh, uh, product. You know, meaning that it has it's made with good quality. So similarly, good can mean good qualities. Uh, and so here, the, this verse could then mean that the Lord, by his His own transcendental qualities, his own guna, such as mercy, is able to relish the gunan, the transcendental qualities of his pure devotees. The word atma preyoditaha would then indicate that by surrendering to the Lord, who is the reservoir of all good qualities, the pure devotees become similarly endowed with godly qualities. And so on, he goes through in this way, indicating uh, how you can read everything. So this talks about how the the devotee becomes intimately related uh, with the Lord uh, by this process. Now, why does Jiva Goswami give this opposite meaning practically to the verse? Well, it doesn't say so in this purport, but it's Atma In other words, you, this is the other direction you can go. You matra uh, towards sense gratification, but if you go toward the, in the sense of the that verse where you had the other, the other way, the Atma uh, Siddhate, then this is being, that's what Jiva Goswami is describing. Of course, the, the rest of the text go on and just describe the entanglements of the living entity because we're describing Maya, but the kind of in this verse, the ghost of the opposite is sort of implicitly there by this other reading, and, and Jiva Goswami brings it very cleverly. <laughs> Shows how it's act- the alternative is actually there, even if it's kind of uh, uh, a secondary uh, uh, meaning. In other words, so you can go toward Maya or you can go toward Krishna. So both of these are uh, both of these uh, are there. Uh, in, in this verse. Um, uh, text 6, it parallels uh, text 5, where Gunai Guna, here it's Karmani Karma Kurvan. In other words, the text 5 is talking about the, the knowledge acquiring senses, and, and Karmani Karma Bihi Kurvan is really talking about the uh, Karmindriya. Um, uh, karma, he by the karmindriyas, the organs of action so the previous one is about the organs of perception and trying to enjoy the object of the senses and in this way identifies himself with the material body and then uh, 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 now he engages the organs of action the karmindriyas in karmani, various kinds of fruitive work, kurvan performing uh they imbued it with uh, with motivating desires minita means uh, efficient cause it's the Sanskrit word for efficient cause or instrumental cause uh, and 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 so it also means a motive why you do something uh... uh so the, the and the living entity is called the deha brit, the bearer of the body or the proprietor of the body. So from that, Tat Karma Karma Palamgrinam, accepting various all different kinds of fruits of his work. Brahmati he wanders itha here in this world, uh Sukha Itaram experiencing happiness and the opposite. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Trent, impelled by deeply rooted deep rooted material desires, the Saminitani, The embodied living entity engages his sense organs in fruit activities. He then experiences the result of his material actions, karma phalam, by wandering through this world in so called happiness and distress. Uh, so this is the, this is his adventures. <laughs> This is us, <laughs> might your mighty arms. <laughs> uh, again, the purport is is, is about this leaving scope for, for free will. Uh, uh, then uh, there's a last sentence. According to Sri Vishnu Chakravati Thakur, the influence of Maya is so strong that even in a hellish condition, the proud conditioned soul thinks he is enjoying life. They do. They do. They do. They, it looks like total misery, and they're thinking we're having a great time. When, oh, you go. We're now going high on 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 South Street, and we would. On one particular corner there was a restaurant and there was a, had their, their exhaust fan and the particularly really the most ghastly nauseating smell. I don't know what they cooked in there, but it was just awful. The whole Hainan party would apparently fall over because of being enveloped in this noxious smell. And you look in the window and there are all these people there enjoying. <laughs> and obviously they had they had the fan on the sidewalk to attract others to come in. Uh, so um, anyway, they think they're enjoying. It's true. Uh, let me just do one more text, and we'll because we only have a few more minutes now. So that, that is, then this is summarized. Uh, this is the, the 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 course of the living entity, the, how he's created, and then w- what he does. Basically, in, in summary, describing Maya—not really what he does, but what the Super Soul is impelling him to do—in this uh, way, In this way, karma gati is He attains the destinations determined by his past activities. Karma gati, gati is. Destinations, a karma destination <laughs> You think of a travel brochure <laughs> you want to go, you know, the destination. Bhavu <laughs> uh, much that is inauspicious is there. And this way he goes, uh, the living entity, Abhuta sampravat until the dissolution of the created universe Sarga prala, uh, Pralaya su. with these t- experiencing Ashnute he enjoys Avashaha helplessly s- various Sarga and Pralaya uh, uh, again and again you're born and then you're destroyed then you're born and then you're destroyed then you're born then you're destroyed you're we're having a good time right? until the the final destruction, the time of cosmic annihilation. <laughs> this is the career. This is pretty negative account, and it's meant to be. And then from text eight, we now go on to describe annihilation. And so the rest of the thing is about annihilation. Uh, if, if you, you may remember, if you've been here since the beginning... I, I'm sure that that uh, that uh, Nanda Maharaj, who's, who's hearing this narration from from Narada Muni, remembers. Uh, of course, he's sitting here listening to Narda Muni's telling him this story. But Nanda Maharaj's problem from the very beginning is, is that the eleventh canto has, is, is begins with the notice of the destruction of the imminent destruction of the yadu dynasty uh, and and the, 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 it tells the story of how the sages cursed the, the, the yadus and they're just waiting for this to take effect uh, and, uh, and they know also that the disappearance of krishna is imminent so the whole the whole uh, canto uh, starts with this whole Sense of imminent destruction and annihilation uh, the, uh, of the Yadu dynasty and the disappearance of Krishna and so on, uh, and so this it seems to me is why one reason why Narada Muni has decided to tell about this discussion in answer to the questions uh, that that have been posed earlier by uh, by. Uh, uh, Nanda Maharaj to him because of uh, uh because, because uh, uh yeah so this 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 uh, this this fits in with the, with the whole theme of the the, the canto we've seen before uh and uh uh, so it's, 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 it's quite quite appropriate. Uh, uh, really, in, in, in Canto 11, Chapter 2, uh, it, it talks about how everyone's con- confronted by death of all time, and it's really about fear, overcoming fear, how material, uh, the emphasis about danger in the material world and what is the best way to overcome fear, uh, and uh, yeah, we should be afraid, you should be very afraid, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and, uh, and so in the, in the second chapter, there was a whole experience, a whole thing about the shame uh, Shema, the highest good is really the highest safety or the highest uh, freedom from uh, fear. And that's achieved by devotional service. Then they go into the discussion of of devotional service. So it's about it's about the the threat of extinction, the threat of death, the threat of annihilation, and how to deal with with fear. So there's this very fearful <laughs> description of of Maya uh, being given here. And so now the rest of this uh, this uh, uh, account of of Maya we'll deal with devastation with Kaliah. With, with okay. Now uh, let me switch into the question and answer mode, and we will entertain questions. I just hit start. So you if you, if you, cannot be uh, ask a question or say anything that will be heard by others unless you unmute your phone which you have to hit star 6 to unmute your phone and uh, if you have any comments or questions about this anyone
1: Hi Krishna Maharaj yes this is uh, Yarnath Das. Please accept my humble obeisance. Hare Krishna. He is mine. I have a, a couple of questions. One was um, um, about when you, you said, like, I, I want to raise my hand so I do it, but I don't mm-hmm. know how I do it. Isn't there a, a, a scientific explanation that something happens in the brain and don't they explain that somehow?
0: Yeah, they can trace it back to the brain, but they can't go any further than that. You know, where does it start from? That nobody really knows. You know, the brain is a gross organ, and so there's a neural connection there. There's a motor part of the brain, and you know, you can trace some neural connections. But, but, but the 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 the, the desire to to um lift, the, lift the, the, the arm which happens in the mind is, is is not detectable by looking at the brain now of course people who want to say they can understand everything just wants to say there isn't any mind there's no such thing when I but they can't tell you know like for example uh, when I say they can, put neural imaging devices on my head, and when I see red, let's say, so one part of my brain lights up, and when I see green, another part of my brain lights up. But is the, my experience of red equivalent to a part of my brain lighting up? No, there's redness. I know what redness looks like. And so some part of my brain may may be associated with my experience of red, but they didn't have my experience to go by, they wouldn't be able to associate it with anything. So you can't reduce, you can't then eliminate the experience of redness and just say it's just the brain lighting up. So, 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 I to to eliminate the the subtle body uh, from from uh, from uh, the universe from from what there is simply because there's no way we can measure or detect it by our current instruments, is wrong. But this means, actually, if we, if, if we take the account of creation that's given here, what that means is we don't know a whole lot of anything. Because all material science can deal with is earth, water, fire, air, and ether. and other words, those things that can be measured, the word matra comes from the verb ma, which means to measure. And so they can measure things. In other words, express it in terms of numbers. And ultimately in terms of a string of ones and zeros. Uh, uh, and, and that's as far as they, that material science so far can deal with the universe. Those things they can measure. Uh, e- either they have to say we don't know a whole lot, or they have to say that, that it doesn't exist and the tendency is to say it doesn't exist or it's insignificant um, so uh, I, I, I so even though you can trace all the neural circuitry uh, you you, you, can, you cannot see actually where the, where the desi- my desire to move my arm
1: uh, where it starts from okay, Up in the nine. subtle body. Thank you. Uh, may I uh, just do one more? Yeah. Uh, this uh, I, I, I came in uh, a little bit late, so uh, forgive me uh, if you uh, don't want to or can't go into this, but uh, I came in and you were saying that um, you were describing the material elements, and you mentioned that if you when you take taste from water, you have fire. I, I don't get that at all.
0: Well, uh, it's it's, it's that uh, yeah. That 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 that, uh, Well, you know, I don't understand it either. Uh, Here, here, here. This is a description of the material elements that that are really not quantitative but qualitative. And when you say taste, I mean, water has this guna vishesha. This this, this, that 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 it, it 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 bears in it the the distinguishing uh, the 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 objects of the sense of taste. That's why, for your tongue to taste, it has to be wet. Uh, at least we can observe that much, right? If your tongue is completely dry, you can't. So there, where your tongue is, there's saliva. Fish, which live in water. Have their taste buds on the outside of their body. They have they have this, this stripe along their side, and that stripe is taste buds. Because they live in water, and therefore they can taste. And they can pick up, you know. Very, Prophet said somewhere that fish life is all tongue. <laughs> they look like tongues, <laughs> and they live in water, so their main sense is taste. So water bears. But when, but when it's talking about, about, about the element water, there's, there's this thing that, that's, that's this, this Tan Matra, which is not any particular taste, but, but just a, a kind of, I don't know, abstraction or taste as such, flavors, you know, just any, any kind of flavors. What that is, I don't know. But when you, when you, when you subtract that from water, then you only have the characteristics that are the, the three gunatishas that, that are characterized fire. Uh, that's fire what's left
1: in water. The, the,
0: the, the, what, what it means is that the, that the the causes are included in the effects. This is a, a kind of philosophical position taken in the Bhagavatam and by the Bhagavata philosophers, that 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 whatever the cause is, and it produces some effects, that cause is also present in the effects. That's why when Krishna produces the world, Krishna is somehow present in it. That's denied by the Buddhists, for example, and by the mayavadis that's the particular idea so that somehow that that within within water there is in some way or another fire how mm-hmm. oh, I don't know mm-hmm. but if this sounds like well like any if this is scientific well, what we will see is is that uh, there'll be a description later on of the winding up of creation. Uh, we how creation produces this way from notice how it goes from subtle to gross. We start with the subtlest, which is the tanmatra shabda, uh, and that somehow or other with a little zap from Krishna. I don't know what that that's the zap. There, there's this there's this potency of Krishna, and that 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 manifests the, the gross. Gross means more apparent to our senses. The Mahabhuta uh, of space space is also subtle but it's not a vacuum there's actually space has many characteristics Satapura told me that in order to describe empty space in quantum mechanics it takes many pages of equations so it's not nothing but it's subtle, less apparent to the senses Uh, and then the next thing and the next thing that's added to this, there's another zapping, uh, and and then there precipitates out the guna vishesha of the tactile senses, uh, the, the qualities of the tactile senses, uh, and from that vayu air, uh, the sensation of touch depends upon air. Uh, if you you have part of our our, our, our instrument, our particular instrument perceiving touch is the skin and the hair and the so on so you know you can feel you can just move your hand across your arm and you can feel like the slightest bit of air will be detected by the by the skin and the hairs on your body they move Uh, and that's more gross and so on it goes from subtle to gross and when it unwinds it goes the opposite direction but the point is in many places in the Bhagavatam there are yogis who by yoga process leave their bodies and they do so by reversing they have a they they under controlled circumstances they create their own pralaya by 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 reversing this process they merge the elements of their bodies into the earlier ones so using this what you can call a theory there's a practice that actually works and they unwind, and then they, 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 the soul leaves the body out of the brahmer and, and they, they go upward. Uh, and the subtle body leaves the gross body, and, and so on. So this is, this is described, that using this, you can call it a theory, they can actually do something that you could not do with modern physics. Now, you can, you can say that, well, that's just a legend that they do this, but well, you know, just because we can't do it doesn't mean they couldn't do it. So this its its, it's a—if it, 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 it has practical application, that's one of them. That—that that this is this is the way the universe has been perceived and explored by people who are have perception that by yogic power and and divine guidance, the things that we don't now produce we can't we can we can't can do it hey thank you very much how that fits together with what the science we know now is who who knows you know that's another job you want to be part of the vedic Planetarium cosmology project <laughs> yeah i'm
1: dying to get on board there <laughs>
0: yeah that's right that's our challenge basically <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank
0: you okay how you just now Anything
2: else? Curtis? Yeah. Uh, I, I was unmuting my phone, so I didn't hear if you asked for any questions, but I thought you might have or more questions. Did you say that after Yadarnath or no? Yeah, he asked, he asked a question. I've finished now. You can go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um, I have a, a really quick uh, comment and then a question. The comment is yeah. um, sometimes I've seen when running into the word matram in Sanskrit uh, sometimes uh, in, a, in a way to translate it is just by using the old-fashioned term simpliciter <laughs> like water simpliciter yeah. or I don't know if that uh, What does that maybe? Mean, like as such? I think so it means without qualification
0: Yeah, right uh,
2: but um, that, that's just a, a, co- a comment but the question is um, uh, this is kind of following from Yadonoff Prabhu's question about the brain and um, uh, sometimes it seems to me that I see. Uh, often, we we as devotees will quote scientific authorities when it suits our purposes, like maybe when it agrees with our with our conclusions. Mm-hmm. But then, when it doesn't, we have a whole lot of stock arguments to try to undermine people's trust in sense perception and, therefore, science, mm-hmm. which tends to flow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, someone someone maybe being mildly uncharitable could say that we're doing something. Uh, I don't know if deceptive is the right word, but maybe inconsistent when we cite. Science because we actually don't think it's very trustworthy. or We don't think it has a very high epistemic status. So what was it like when Karl Pot would cite that? Apparently there was someone who said there was a, a change, of, like a minute change in the body's weight after death and stuff like that. Like what? What's is that just rhetorical? I mean, what's going what's going on there?
0: Uh,
2: I I th- I think I think that that, that
0: we 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 would. If somebody, by doing science, comes close to understanding something that we know to be true by other means, then we have to, we, we welcome it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're offering science as proof exactly, only that they may discover these things that, that we may know from an alternative science. Actually, that is the real science, that the alternative science may actually do something that's right, You're just like, uh, we can plunder it. It's like, you know, Harvard Medical School sends sophisticated uh, Ph.D. biologists, M.D. Ph.D. biologists down to the Amazon jungle to squat on the ground with shaman to see what medicines they have. Yeah. Learning from them because they got, you know, maybe an unbroken year of 5,000 years of clinical experience. They may know something. You discredit their whole field of knowledge. but so you say, yeah, but you may know something valuable that we can take and use and, and patent and make millions of dollars for AstraZeneca or Harrison <laughs> <American laughs> Laboratories, you know, right? They can do it, why can't we?
2: <laughs> a crying child. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, sorry about that. You can do it
0: carelessly and, and, and decry science and then use it whenever you say, see, science has proved it. You can't take yeah. it too seriously because they could turn around and say, "Now we've disproved it again." It can change. Yeah, uh, it may be so useful. I don't know.
2: So, so, so you gave the example of how people, you know, modern I mean, look.
0: Sense perception is not a valid means of knowledge in many ways, but it still it has its limited usefulness. I mean, we do use it to cross the street to see if any cars are coming or not. I don't say, oh, yeah. sense perception is no good, I'm going to walk, I can look like, you know, this is <laughs>
2: <the> common sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I worry about that, Guru Maharaj, because um, I've been thinking about the four defects argument we have, mm-hmm. and if I could speak frankly, I think it's self-refuting, and uh, maybe, I, I hopefully, I don't understand it properly, but the way I hear the argument, it goes something like this, sense perception can mislead mm-hmm. us, and it has a history where it's not perfect, Therefore, we should go to Shabda, which is perfect, and not trust sense perception. But, of course, the problem is, without sense perception, how can you have access to Shabda?
0: Yeah, but Shabda, Shabda, you know what Shabda is? It's it's based on Vaidusha Uh Pratyaksha. It's the sense perception of people who are wise. So there's sense perception, and then again, there's sense perception. The word Pratyaksha is also used, Pratyaksha Mavadamam Dhamyam, and the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. That's also that's also sense perception, but what kind of sense perception? So we have we have we we have we have the sense perception of the ignorant, and we have the sense perception of the wise. And so uh, I think I think our point is is is, is that we will, we will mostly trust the sense perception of the wise. Shastra is based on the experience of those people who have uh, enhanced senses. Uh-huh. Spiritualized senses. And they can see, hear, taste, touch and smell things that otherwise we cannot. And we can also say to people you can have the same sense perception, here's the process. And if you spend as much time doing that as you do getting a getting
2: a you know, a PhD or an M D, you'd do very well. And give it the same effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I feel like I'd be a pure devotee by now.
0: Jeez. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you need to see how You have to work in the mundane world for these things. If people just put that much work into Krishna consciousness, or concentration and determination. You'd make but, it, but, you make know?
2: it. <laughs> I know. It, it, in, in some ways, it's a good. It's a good example. Uh, it's a good practice to uh, transfer. But but, Gurmarch, I'm still not entirely sure if I follow the argument because um, you're saying that shabda is the result of yogic perception, or and and. And I, I accept that, but I'm still not a yogi, so I still have to trust my ordinary, mundane, bad, just you know, delusive senses to read the shastra and to hear this person, and also to to judge among competing uh, religious traditions among which one I think is most compelling. I mean, I, I can't be. We can't have the argument. You have to be a yogi before you can decide on the right yogic process to follow. No, but then,
0: but then you you do have your choice, but. You, you... Some way or another, even when you rely on mundane sense perception, you have to choose your authority. What we actually perceive is very little, and uh, you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of what we accept, even on the mundane level, is based based on faith. Uh,
1: uh,
0: and uh, and we we have faith there. We place we place it in that. But it, it does does have its its limits. Um, I mean, I I just think as far as like, and I think sense perception is very good for very immediate taking care of things, but but for understanding all and everything, so there's this impulse to to, to want to have. I am just reading an article in the New Yorker. About some 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 guy who's a, 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 a theoretical physicist who's trying to figure out the universe, right? And, and, and you have got this string theory. You got you got you got two basically big theories: quantum mechanics and, and relativity theory. And they have different kinds of mathematics. And you, you, they both explain part of the universe. There are places where events that involve both of them. And you can't fit together in a single framework, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
0: uh, and so, so, they, 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 so this guy says he's an atheist, but he believes that ultimately the truth is beautiful and simple and elegant. Why? Why does it have to be like that? Why can't it just be wacko? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a theological commitment. You know, he, he, he's protecting qualities of spirit, uh, you know, on the everything, and then denying there's such a thing. So, so they want to create that, you know, they want the, the theory of all and everything. They want to take from minute new little bits of sense perception and then put it all together and make the theory of all and everything let them do it. And then maybe they get it, a thing that's simple and beautiful and elegant, and then some other piece of sense perception is, as, as it will hop into view, and you have to start all over again. Prabhupada, somebody said to Prabhupada, playing the role of a material scientist, Prabhupada claimed something, and they said, but we haven't seen it. And Prabhupada said, what have you seen? He said, the inside of your mother's womb. <laughs> What have we seen as human beings that we've been making systematic measurements of the universe for, you know, as far as we consider science goes for a couple of hundred years? What have we seen? Okay, be a little humble. But now, no, we're going to have this, uh, the theory of all and everything. We're going to wrap it up in a single equation that's simple and elegant and beautiful. You know, I, I think I think there should be a little more humility. All I'm asking is be a little humble. <laughs> But that does not seem to be a prerequisite for knowledge. In that way, you know. And so, sense perception has its uses, uh, but but there's also there but there's this, uh, but but as 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 the avenue to understanding all and everything, it's it's not the way to go. Our, we have an alternative suggestion. You can go to Krishna. There's an avenue between this. If you go on the spiritual platform, there's a connection between the soul and the super soul, and then then you have, then you have an avenue into all and everything which is reliable. Otherwise, you're working just externally. And with with the, with the super soul, I still I won't know everything and understand everything, but what I will know will be reliable. That's that's our case. It's it's another way of knowledge, which is based on the fact that there's an overlap between the Atma and the Paramatma. And therefore there's an avenue to the inside story of what's going on by the person who made it. Simple and elegant and beautiful. The requirement of beauty is there. Why? (laughs) Why? Why should it be that? Why should a scientist demand that
2: the truth (laughs) be beautiful? For what it's worth, a a professor that I'm fairly close to here has argued that if you're going to be a scientific realist and you you think that the laws of nature are real and you think that they are simple, uh, he thinks you can give an argument for God's existence, that the lawmaker must have personal features like aesthetic sensitivity and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Um, So, Yeah. 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 Um, they're, they're, they're all theists, but they just don't want to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that, too. I've, I have a very good friend who's an atheist, but he's a big Star Wars fan. And to hear him talk about all the, like, the, it's like he's talking about the Old Testament lineages when he gets into who's the Jedi master of whom and stuff. It's like you can't right, escape right, the right. religious impulse. Right, right that's, uh, right. that's right. It always shows up all the time. B- 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 Krumar, i I. so we it started by... beauty, you know. That's <laughs> excuse me. Ananda, oh, you know? Go ahead. So, see, I don't, I don't have a real axe to grind. I mean, I, I, am convinced by the <laughs> argument that the sense that sense perception can't reach to things transcendent, and therefore mm-hmm. it really needs to be informed by surrender and by scripture. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me we we make a much more, generally speaking, a much more radical claim, like the senses are basically useless as a pramana. And I, I. Uh, it seems to me I, I'm not sure which one you're adv- you're advocating here because you kind of said some very strong things against sense perception, and then you just kind of ad- ad- towards what you just said was that you can't really understand the big picture and the deeper mm-hmm. issues of reality unless it's informed. And the latter one makes sense to me, but it seems like we usually m- try to make a much stronger claim, and that's the one that I think is self-refuting. Um, mm-hmm. what, what is the right? Like, because again, I mean, someone who's a Scientologist can say all the same things Prabhupada said. Well, but it, seems, it seems
0: to me there you, 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 there's a process of educating the senses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it seems to me like you, you, you do start with the senses. But, but somewhere along the line, to, to become a material scientist, to become a devotee, the senses have to be trained, they have to be educated. I mean, a material scientist looks looks like a, a, a like a couple of dots on a cathode ray tube, and then says to you, "Oh, this means X y, and Z." You know, got like a whole world out there mm-hmm. from what like a couple of little little phosphorescent dots on a cathode ray tube, right? Because the senses have been educated and trained in a certain way. So, so, uh, so, so, uh, so, so uh, we're saying here's another way to educate or train the senses. Uh, and, and and so you can uh, you you and, and in either case you're accepting or following an authority, uh, and uh, and that's a decision you have to make. What authority uh, do you accept? And and that's that's a question of placement of faith. Uh, and, and,
2: and it seems everyone has to do that. And so, to, so if I'm going to place I place my faith in Srila Prabhupada Instead of L. Ron Hubbard For example mm-hmm. And I do that because I think to, I, I think that when I was a teenager I saw that there was something very powerful In Srila Prabhupada's teachings And I had a transformative experience in my own life mm-hmm. But what I'm doing there Is I'm relying on things other than Shabda in that case I'm relying on my own experience My own rational judgment My own honest reflection
0: Right? You're the agent of decision making That's a fact uh-huh. that's a fact but well, I think what we're talking about is not that, that that's not there but that that, that, that how your the formation of your development should be undertaken or making a case that you should decide like this uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's true it's my decision and I've made a decision and, and, and I, there's always an element of faith there also because you know, I, I I have very good reasons for preferring Srila Prabhupada to L. Ron Hubbard, and, and I, I have very good reasons for, I think, accepting Krishna consciousness as alternatives to other spiritual paths that I don't know. But I don't have, I, don't, I haven't seen all of them. I don't know everything that there is. But at least I'm committed enough to say, well... You know, if, if I attain everything that consciousness had to offer, and then I'm deficient in somewhere else, then I'll you know I'll see what else is around. But so far, I haven't done done this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you, very much Okay. I think we've gone way over time. So, anybody else? Okay. There's a question from from.
1: Thank you, Guru Day, for a very special class.
0: Oh, you're quite welcome. There's a question from our local uh, studio audience, huh? Wait a second. You can see. Oops. When the um, the spirit soul is first impregnated in material nature, he has to have desires to move, because the super soul guides him towards the desire with the three modes of nature.
1: Yeah.
0: When he first comes, the desire he has is to load it over. Does he have many, many desires when he first comes? The the very first time he comes to the material world? Yeah. uh, At least as far as Prabhupada has described it, He just has some desires to be the, basically, you come into the material world covered by the duality of desire and hate, Bhagavata. Right? You come in with this desire and hate. So, Prabhupada says, the original desire is, why can't I be God? And the original hate is, why should Krishna be God? So this is just generalized desire to be the Lord, to be the enjoyer, and and since that position is already taken, Krishna has to make this whole Maya arrangement, where we're not who we are, which are servants, where we can pretend to be the master, and so on. So, so it's just this generalized kind of, let me be the Lord. In some places. It says that uh, a that soul that falls, that falls in the material world takes his first birth as Brahma. In other words, you can be the Lord. <laughs> you get it, you get, it, you get it, Like a Mormon, you get your own universe. That's <laughs> so American, isn't
2: it?
0: <laughs> uh, to lord it over. Uh, so something like that is, is my understanding. Okay? All right, uh, so now we'll continue we, we've gotten as far as uh, text what we've done four or five so we're ready to uh, we just looked a little bit at uh, so we'll start with text eight and uh, have a little preview of uh, of uh, the destruction of the universe so until next Sunday thank you very much Hare Krishna Srila Prabhupada Aki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Aki Jai